I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's do the right thing. Oh, guys. Hello and welcome to the podcast panel show that wants to do the right thing in any situation. For example, what is the right way to poach an egg? Offer it six weeks paid holiday, a final salary pension and maternity leave. That's right, you're expecting the egg to be a man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Danielle Ward and with me trying to do the right thing today, he's an ethically sourced bellend. It's Michael Egg. And with him, like your best friend after too much wine, only all of the time. <laughs> it's Caroline, maybe. <laughs> and on my right, like a slutty Mary Poppins. <laughs> or a hairy Pope. <laughs> it's Margaret Cavon Smith. And with her, yet another white bloke sitting in the bin of discarded Edinburgh double axe, is Will Andrews. What's that coming over the hill? Is it a round one? Is it a round one? (laughs) It's the importance of being right. The importance of being right. Like a modern cabinet minister who insists on watching porn on his office computer rather than MPs of old who just kept loads of photocopies of lady flaps in their wallets. (laughs) I've run into some trouble online. (laughs) Satire, by the time it goes out. (laughs) By the time it goes out, we won't even have a cabinet office and it will all be robots. Um, round I'm going to give each team a scenario and they're going to tell me what is the right thing to do according to Francis Ford IP address <laughs> oh my god the this worst. is going to be a really long night <laughs> Caroline just went what does that mean I mean <laughs> Margaret and Will after years of loneliness you've just found the love of your life on a dark web chat room they won't send you a photo but you're pretty sure you heard whispers of Unabomber chic To celebrate, you treat yourself to a massive burrito. It's well tasty going down, but an hour later, you've blocked the toilet for the second time in a week. With a peg on your nose and a placky bag over your fist, you punch your turd round the (laughs) U-bag. Job done. But oh no, next door's venomous pet snake... (laughs) Gloria Estefan... Was lurking behind the cistern and she bites you on the arm. So, what is the right way to deal with a poisonous snake bite according to the NHS website? Wow. Have you ever been bitten by an animal? Yeah, I've been bitten by a dog. Your dog? No, someone else's dog. Oh. I dragged across a tennis court, so it was a posh dog. <laughs> by which bit of you? What is by it? my leg. Okay. Was it a bull boy? <laughs> What kind of dog was it? I don't know. It was an uh, angry dog. It had curly ginger hair. 
<laughs> you don't say ginger hair, do you? You say fur. Ginger like fur. Martin McGuinness. Yes. <laughs> Were you a tiny child at the time? I was quite tiny, yes. I was yes. going to say, because, yeah... And my friend ran up a tree dog. house. Well, we managed to get the dog off. Then we went back to this guy's house and told the mum, and then she said, and you ran up the tree house? And he was like, yeah. And she punched him in the face. <laughs> and she said, never abandon your friends. Wow. We were like six. <laughs> that is a full day. <laughs> yeah. The first two minutes of this show, we've had the phrase... Punch a turd and a six year old being punched by his mother. It's very violent. It is very violent. Mm. We'll calm it down. You've been bitten by anything, Margaret? My sister, does that count? Yeah. She's very angry that I wasn't paying attention to a film we were watching. <laughs> <laughs> the one with um, the Brazilian football team. City of God. I want God. to say Alien. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at, Andy's. No, um, Alive! Alive! Oh, that yeah. one, yeah. That one, yeah. But that's a film where people eat each other. So yes, you're right! I've never seen the so irony of that. Give I was, it a go. I was drawing an escalator at the time. <laughs> she was really annoyed. <laughs> yeah. So you've been bitten by I, dog, you've been bitten by your sister. Yeah. Caroline, have you been bitten by... Well, I don't know if you'd call it being bitten... Because it wasn't being bitten. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. No. Michael! But I a, I've had a set two... With an animal. Go on. Um, I was lying there and I felt something on my leg. I put my hand down without looking and I thought it was a grape. Sure. <laughs> it wasn't. And it sunk its teeth into you. <laughs> it was a spider. And I touched it and it felt like a grape. That's not a set to. <laughs> I've had a snake in my car. What? Why? Well, because I was transporting someone who claimed to be a psychotherapist. <laughs> was it Alice Cooper? <laughs> and she had the snake in a box. So I saw the snake when it got put in the box, but while it was in my car, I could only see the box, so it was kind of like Schrodinger's snake. But I wanted the snake to be in the box because I didn't want it to have got out of the box while it was in my car. So I had to really trust her. Yeah. Was she a hitchhiker with a sign, a sign that said psychotherapist? <laughs> this, to the psychiatric ward. But it said she, psycho. <laughs> oh, psychotherapist. She was, <laughs> she was using the snake to uh, help traumatise young folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. Definitely That's a psychotherapist. Yes. No, no, to untraumatise them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, people who had already been traumatised. So, sorry about your family. Have a look at this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your parents are dead. Well, there's a snake about to eat your balls. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> That's all we've got time for, aren't we? <laughs> Michael, you must yeah. have been bitten by something. Uh, yeah. I got bitten by a dog in India which was scary because you're supposed to have um, shots, aren't you, before you go to India, and I decided not to. thought I'd wing it. And then with ten minutes of being in India, I got bit by a dog. I went, well, game over then, isn't it? I'm... And the thing is, it was about eight years ago, and I thought, obviously, since then, I thought, well, I seem to have got away with it, but I keep remembering that apparently... What, what, what is it? Um, what um, terrible disease? Rabies. Rabies. Tetanus. That's it, tetanus. <laughs> apparently, it just lies dormant. <laughs> Could erupt it be, any moment. Are you afraid of this water? Am I afraid no, of that water? No, rabies is what tetanus isn't yeah. being afraid of water. Rabies is being afraid tetanus of water. Tetanus is the injection. Drowning is what? being afraid of water. <laughs> <laughs> you're right to be if you're drowning. Yeah. Ooh. Is tetanus an illness? Yes. 
I the injection's was... the cure. <laughs> Can I get tennis on Blu-ray? <laughs> I always learn stuff when I'm with Michael. <laughs> well, I've been bitten by a meerkat and a ferret. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Spit roast. Yeah. <laughs> I volunteered at London Zoo, and on my first day, they said, oh, go and clean out the meerkats. They're really nice. You've seen them on the adverts. And um, they're not even real, those ones in the adverts. And I went in. <laughs> meerkats don't wear smoking jackets. <laughs> I went in to clean the meerkat, and it went mental and just screamed at me, attached itself to my leg, and this is how good I was at being a volunteer. I didn't smash its head in. <laughs> I just went, ah! and then prized it off with a stick. And then the ferret attacked. <laughs> Now's my chance. <laughs> the ferret was a week later. They went... Like, At no. the same zoo? Same zoo, yeah. The ferret, zoo. A ferret isn't really an upgrade to a meerkat. <laughs> <laughs> well, she couldn't be trusted oh, with the right. meerkat. I didn't even kill it. I think that makes me an amazing zookeeper. <laughs> didn't kill anything the entire time I was there. I've just remembered that... Uh, honestly, I haven't thought about this since I was a child, but I once heard a hamster scream. Oh. I think that's my only story of the troubles. <laughs> well, I think it is the worst one, isn't it? It's the worst. Can I tell you, honestly, can I tell you something, what's happened to me today? I volunteered to look after dogs, right? And I volunteered to look after two dogs today. They're adorable little puppies, these dogs, right? And they come into my house and the owner's like, oh, look at our puppies on the ground. Yeah, look at the puppies. They're so in love with their puppies and they're how adorable they are. Every time, as soon as the owners go, the two dogs instantly start blowing one another. Constantly. <laughs> Like it, it, and like it never stops. Just num 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 all day long. And the thing is, Can I you don't. Do that they go, num, 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 num. <laughs> it's like you, now I know why the Andrax puppy's always trying to get the loop roll. Now, <laughs> write that down. That's good. Now, but should I stop them doing it? Like I don't. Is that a bad thing to stop? Dogs from blowing one another. Seems a bit Catholic. Yeah. A, and then, no, it gets worse, right? They they finally blew themselves into a state of exhaustion, so they fell asleep. And then I thought, well, now that the house is all quiet, I do you know. What? I think I'll go off. I'll go and have a nice relaxing bath, right? So I ran a bath, got into the bath, I left the bathroom door open a little bit, just keep an ear on them in case I don't know they're taking coke or whatever, right? And then one of the dogs comes into the bathroom. And then just stares at the bath. And I'm like, don't. Do not. No. No. And he just stares at the bath. And, of course, he jumps into the fucking bath. I think I'm running a gay dog sauna. Hey, Will, do you like snakes? I held a snake very recently for the second time in my life. And they are incredibly penile, aren't they? They are. They are just massive wangs. <laughs> You go a lot of places and hold animals with your children and they don't want to go close. You end up holding the fucking animal. So I've looked at a wallaby quite close up recently. Uh, an owl has been on my arm while my son cried. In a <laughs> and then some probably quite well-meaning zookeeper handed me this fuck-off snake. It, it is strange. It's a strange sensation. As a Catholic, Margaret, are yeah. you uh, offended by snakes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't um, have one as a pet? Why would I have one... Like a, a, a really dangerous animal as a pet. I don't get it. It's like having a paedophile for a friend. It's just weird. <laughs> I, I, is it? Yeah, it is. It's like, look at my friend. He's really dangerous. Hey. 
No, Michael, because they take the teeth out of the tarantula, so it's like having a paedophile for a friend who's had his penis cut off. Yes, a eunuch paedophile. That still, that still wouldn't be lovely. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Oh, don't worry, no, he hasn't humans. got a penis. They're humans. My it's wife once enough. said to me, because she mishears things slightly, she won't listen to this, I didn't listen to hers. <laughs> She once said to me when we were courting that every year, 12 spiders, while you're asleep, drink from your mouth. <laughs> what, like a little horse trough? That's insane. <laughs> I think she just slightly confused the facts. I think that's what's happened Did there. Did you think they all yeah. gather on one night? I don't know what she said. <laughs> and she said specifically your mouth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's odd. Yeah. So... Snake bites. Snake bites. What you, would you do? You've been bitten you by a snake. Get an antidote. Ladders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were bitten on the arm, I suppose you'd have to raise your, raise your, your hand would above you your heart suck? and wave. Would you wave? Because <laughs> you wouldn't want to do much movement. So if you wave, that would probably progress the poison. So if you'd you probably put your click, hand above your heart, doesn't like it? A, like an asshole in a restaurant. <laughs> Excuse me, bitten. <laughs> Excuse me? Would you suck the poison out first, or would yeah. I suck the yeah. yeah? Would yeah, I? Yeah. yeah, suck the poison out. As a vegan, was... mm-hmm. would you suck the poison out? Well, <laughs> well now, at the recent uh, vegan AGM, <laughs> which we have every day, <laughs> I, I have thought about this. I think it's okay to suck snake poison out of someone's arm or whatever, as long as you spit it into the mouth of a villain. <laughs> Michael, you could smear the honey from a bee on a villain's eyes. I mean, if I've the, done that. <laughs> if the rule is I can't eat the thing, but I can put it on a yeah. villain. Well, I'm really. <laughs> no, that seems all right actually. <laughs> as a rule. I haven't really thought about it. I'm not really a vegan. It's just a character for this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, a simplified question. <laughs> What shouldn't you do if you're bitten by a poisonous snake? Bite it back. <laughs> what shouldn't you do? What run, run. You, do? you probably shouldn't run. Shouldn't I run. No, shouldn't run. Um, imagine that would pump it into your heart where you would die <laughs> as a doctor, as someone who's played a doctor. <laughs> um, snake bites you, what shouldn't you do? You shouldn't pretend you haven't been bitten. <laughs> <laughs> ben, is anybody close? Both teams said try to suck the venom out, which is wrong. Do not try to suck the venom out of the bite. Is um, this a competition? But Michael, oh my God. <laughs> uh, but Michael did yeah. seem to have a moral quandary about Was whether about dogs, dogs should be sucking each other off. Okay. Right. So I'm going to give yeah. Michael half a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That. The other things you shouldn't do, don't try to cut out the venom or make the bite bleed. Don't rub anything into the wound or apply ice, heat or chemicals. Do not put a tourniquet around the bitten limb. This won't help and can cause swelling. So... Might lead to amputation. Uh, Will said, don't bite the snake back, I think he said. <laughs> Which is true. Do not try to catch or kill the snake. So I'll give Will a point for that. Thank you. Here are some things you should do. Keep the limb that's been bitten as still as possible to prevent the venom spreading oh. around your body. So no. Will gets no a waving. point for that as well. Yeah. Uh, well, he said waving, but then he did say... Don't run. Don't do movement, don't run. So I'll give a point for that. Um, <laughs> remove jewellery and watches from the bitten limb. For the same I've reason already of... done that. I give, I give my watch to... Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but that was before the show, so... I think that deserves a point. Yes. We'll see how the... She's not... Michael can get a point for two dogs sucking each other off. (laughs) Um, Margaret said, seek an antidote. And Caroline said, don't pretend you didn't get bitten. 
Uh, and one of the things they say is seek immediate medical attention. So I'll give them both points for that. <laughs> and the final thing they say is give doctors a description of the snake to help oh, identify it, because they all have different looking. venoms. <laughs> Surely Will's um, penile... Is... <laughs> I'll give him a half. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Caroline, this is your turn now. Oh. Michael and Caroline... After years of not being able to cut your own toenails properly, you finally succumbed to peer pressure and hacked your own feet off. <laughs> Only joking. You've invented a long-handled nail clipper, and all you need now is the backing of Duncan Bannatyne. You're not going on Dragon's Den, though. Your mate has some dodgy shit on him, so you're meeting him in a car park, and if he doesn't invest, you've got a walking sock full of pound coins. <laughs> that will change his mind. But as you start your pitch, you can't speak. Instead of a word, out comes a hiccup and another and another. You're on the brink of blowing this magical business moment forever. But what is the right way to cure hiccups according to mindthesciencegap.org? I don't think I really get hiccups. Well, understand no. them. Yeah. Can, can, no, hang on. <laughs> this is completely true. It sounds like this is the only thing that's ever happened to me. It's true today. While the, the, the while the dogs were blowing, right? <laughs> this is completely true. I had a big swig of... Diet Coke. You know, get, get thirsty watching dogs blow. <laughs> and, and they were blowing and blowing and blowing. And I burped. And they stopped and gave me the dirtiest look. Do you, do you not have a cure for... If you ever get hiccups, Caroline, do you have a cure? I continue eating the sandwich very quickly. <laughs> I get hiccups from eating a sandwich very quickly. And by the time I've got hiccups from eating a sandwich very quickly, I'm like... Well, fuck now, so I'll just carry on. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to get a tiny little glass of water, like a thimble, and then turn yourself upside down and dip yourself in it? <laughs> Maybe that should be a cure for hiccups. Yeah. An awkward point. cup. Like, yeah. like the handles inside. It just confuses you. you it confuses yeah. you, makes you think about something else, and all of a sudden your hiccups are gone. The hiccup. <laughs> I think we're on to something here. Oh. <laughs> That is the saddest round of applause. How dare seven of you like that? (laughs) Will, what would be your street weapon of choice? I sort of think that there is nothing you can do. I get hiccups that can last maybe four hours. Really? Yeah. No, you don't. I do. One hiccup. And once I was in tears. (laughs) Slow motion. (laughs) Four hours. (laughs) Oh my god. At one point I was crying, so it was going. <laughs> I don't like people who apologise after every single one because you can oh fuck no. off. So sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm really am. Oh, this could go on. Oh, beg your pardon. Oh, kill me. Oh, fuck me. Oh, I'm dying now. Margaret and Will, so you've got kids. Yes. They must get hiccups. No. Do they I, not? No. Not allowed to. Not allowed to. I don't really feed them anything. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of makes sense. Tube down the nose. Yeah, my daughter gets lots of nosebleeds, which is How do you, much more disturbing. What do you tell her to do about that? Keep away from me! <laughs> oh, grow up! <laughs> Michael. You don't get hiccups, yeah. Michael, but have you ever dried on stage? Have you ever, like, oh, yeah, fucked bring... up a... Oh. Yeah, I really it... wish he would sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was on stage at Glasgow a couple of years ago, and I went on all cocky, thinking, Glasgow gigs are brilliant, I'll storm this one. But ten seconds into it, they all decide they fucking loathe me. And about two minutes after that, I realised I was going nowhere. I got really dry. And maybe ten minutes into the gig where I couldn't really properly breathe, 
I just threw up into <gasps> my own mouth and then swallowed it, and it was the one and only laugh I got the entire night. Do you think that's a cure for hiccups? <laughs> yeah. A gig in Glasgow. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what causes hiccups? The English? <laughs> I've no idea. But you get, get points. Do you know what? Um, anybody, so anybody can the tell pre- me what the previous hiccup. hiccup. It's like Domino's. <laughs> yeah. What the previous hiccup causes the next one? What causes the first one? Um, the sandwich. The sandwich is it? Sandwich. Oh, okay. I'm going to say it's like throat bubbles. Um, <laughs> like too much air. Too much throat bubbles. Air fastness in the throat. Too Speed. much air fastness Speed. in the throat. <laughs> Speed. It's like a. A cryptic crossword nope. clue. That is our final answer. Too much air fastness in the throat speed. I think it's piles... What language is this translated it's, from? It's piles of air that are all... Compressing I the can't, I can't stop listening, though. I, I piles of air. Yeah. Pushing down and causing the other air to... Pushing down. Fire. That's what it is. It's like an amazing TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Caroline. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Common causes of hiccups are eating too quickly yes. and eating too much, but also brain tumours. Well, sorry, ha- what? Sorry. Sorry, what? Will. Sorry yeah. to break it to you like that. Four but that's hours. why you haven't grown out of it. You had hiccups for four hours. Uh, ben will give you a bonus point if anybody knows the longest attack of hiccups. A week. Oh, no, I think it's three years. A thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a thousand years. Ben. Seventy-two years. <gasps> what? What? Oh, I was the closest. That's. <laughs> no, you weren't. It's <laughs> <laughs> worth a shot. Okay. There are seven methods for curing hiccups on mindthesciencegap.org. Extra points for any of the answers. Drinking backwards. That's true. Uh, boring uh, someone. Boring someone. Drinking backwards. <laughs> Scaring. Uh, Getting scared, being scared. Boo! Um, Blowing a dog? Brexit! <laughs> Brexit. Um, Sudoku. Scratch cards. What's the name of this? Thoughts and prayers. What's the name of this? I honestly thought he said bottom prayers. And I thought it was a new thing for farting. That's when piles of air... <laughs> My bottom prayers are with you at this difficult time. Producer Ben. There are not many points in this round. I have to. Um, so sorry. So mindthescienceGap.org have picked out seven methods of curing hiccups. Blinking. Which, which all have documented success. Stop guessing. No, chuck them in. It's fine. Um, crisps. Growing a beard. <laughs> so the first one is eat a spoonful of granulated sugar. This was found to be effective in 19 out of 20 patients. Listen, um, yeah. They point out that you need to be conscious to use this technique. <laughs> spoil, spoil. Second, you need to be alive. Given, given the sort of paucity of points in this round, I'm going to give Michael half a point for his awkward cup. Because one of the uh, right. one of the solutions is plug your ears while drinking a glass of water. If you the don't hiccup. have a friend who is willing to put their fingers in your ears while you drink, you can do it yourself while drinking through a straw. Um, third one, eat a lemon wedge soaked with bitters. This was effective in 14 out of 16 individuals. Four, rub the tip of a cotton bud to the area in your mouth between the hard palate and the soft palate for about one minute. No way, they mate. Say, they say try not to feel weird about it. <laughs> 
Thanks, uh, good tip. Number five, touch the base of the tongue with your finger and press it down slightly. This is possibly the momentary stopping of breathing due to the gag reflex causing the phrenic <laughs> nerves to return to normal rhythm. The it, most they're all a bit sexual, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that says more about you. Maybe for you. There was a doctor called Francis M. Fesmeyer, and he has the best two cures, I think. Uh, he discovered in 1988, he thought it was something to do with the vagus nerve, and he wanted to stimulate it. So this is the nerve causing the diaphragm to spasm. He decided the best way to do this was rectal, massa yes. rectal massage using a finger. Oh, something not sexual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm taking half a point off Will here, because he what? said there was no cure, and according to uh, the documented evidence... This is a 100% success rate. Anal. What? A stranger putting their finger up your ass. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a stranger. Who knew? Um, <laughs> Michael's dogs will do it. A stranger is just a hiccup cure that hasn't fingered you yet. <laughs> now, Dr. Fesmeyer's paper on this won the Ig Nobel Award in 2006. And when he was collecting his award, Dr. Fesmeyer told New Scientist magazine that he had since realised there was another treatment which was likely to be more popular with hiccuping patients. <laughs> Um, he said, an orgasm results in incredible stimulation of the vagus nerve. From now on, I'll be recommending sex culminating with orgasm as the cure-all for intractable hiccups. Oh, oh Will. <laughs> I've got a terrible mental image of me masturbating while hiccuping, and now you do as well. <laughs> Bentley, at the end of that round, what are the scores? Three all! I'm really sorry to interrupt what is a very exciting episode of Do The Right Thing. Oh my goodness, who's going to win? Uh, if you are enjoying it, or even if you're not enjoying it, but like giving money to people you hate, please go to comedy.co.uk forward slash DTRT forward slash donate to find out how you can give us a little bit of money to help us make future episodes. Thank you very much. I love you. Thank you. Bye. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Just like my asshole during my pregnancy, this next round is agony. <laughs> is, it, is it better now? Yeah. Well, she didn't come out that way, so. <laughs> 
this round, I'll be getting the panel to solve some problems from our audience. But before that, I'm going to start them off with a letter sent to a real agony aunt and see just how wrong they can get it. So, Michael, would you read this, please? Love to. Dear agony aunt, I met my first proper girlfriend in a bar three months ago. I'm no good at chatting up girls, and after ten minutes of trying to impress her, I was getting desperate. So, as a last-ditch attempt to keep the conversation going, I told her I had a terminal illness and was dying. (laughs) She reacted with genuine care. We then talked for the rest of the evening, and I walked her home. We've been together ever since. (laughs) Get on brilliantly. And the sex is amazing. I hoped that she would just forget about the illness thing. (laughs) (laughs) Women. Oh, idiots. Don't let anything go, do they? And we could continue as though I'd never said anything. But I have not been able to confess that I'm actually fine. (laughs) I'm terrified of losing her if I tell the truth, but I can't keep up the charade forever. What should I do? (laughs) Die. Literally, you're on your way out. Yeah. Wait, why are we blaming him? She, she, oh, no, you're right. Sorry. She what, fell sir? for it. <laughs> She's like, oh, tell me again about this tumour. <laughs> How big? I mean, no, no. No. But your lymph nodes. No, that's fair. She's not looking for anything long term. No. It's a pity thing, isn't it? So... Foundation of all great relationships. It depends what kind of illness it is. If it's contagious, it's a risk. It's It's exciting. Exciting risk. Told her that he's got leprosy. (laughs) Every it's like it might drop off inside you. (laughs) You'll have something to remember me by. (laughs) (laughs) So sexy. (laughs) You know when you call in sick from work and you do the voice and you're like oh. I've hurt my leg. You're still there. <laughs> Do you think that when they're having sex, he has to occasionally go, oh, God. <coughs> Just send a cough into the bedside table. You're going to have to go on top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't take oh. your weight, but if you suck me off, <laughs> I can sit on the bed. What advice would you give this poor man who trusted a woman with his penis? He needs to die. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so that's your answer. Okay. There's no one like. There's no one. So I, someone once told I, someone what? I'm I'm just scared, Danielle. A a man whose name is in the script, but Ben says I'm not allowed to say. (laughs) I'm not allowed to say him because he became a. He got struck off with business expenses, so... Well, oh, it could be anyone. A... <laughs> <laughs> he chatted me up when I was at university by telling me he had arse cancer. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then that turned into, oh I, oh, I think I might have Crohn's disease, actually, which is still bad. On the same night? No. no. I've, just been, I've just been to the toilet and looking at it, it's probably Crohn's. <laughs> Actually, I, I had a second look, and <laughs> I mean, it's a terrible mess, but I don't think it's cancer. <laughs> Turned out he had IBS. <laughs> so you fucked him back to life? 
turn. Yeah, in a way, that's how you should think of it. Yeah, yeah. So I've only ever heard this happening twice. In this letter, and then your search. So this is a 100% success rate. <laughs> no, but that's not why you went out with yeah, him, right? Yeah. Oh, Danielle. No, Danielle, unpack this for us. What? 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 Say it. <laughs> no, I, I, actually, I totally get us. it. Because you know that bullshit that people say, oh, I'm their first. No one wants to be anyone's first, but everyone wants to be someone's last. Yeah. Everyone does. They don't. Yeah, they, they do. do. You, yeah, they you do. wanted to fuck him to death. Yeah. So, Danielle. I love the idea of fucking someone to death. Yeah. Them, not me. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Or just anybody. <laughs> Any volunteers? Not, not my actual partner. I like him. Yeah. But yeah. if I was going to oh, choose, wouldn't want to him. Hanging around hospices. <laughs> no, I think it's much more impressive to do it to someone who's fit and healthy. Yes. <laughs> so, Margaret, I mean, what advice would you give this poor man? Well, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to tell him to say what he's done, and that is the end of the relationship. Confess, says the Catholic. I mean, what you could do is, yeah, what you could do is gaslight her and yes. make her think that he's never like, I never a... said, what, no? I didn't, what did, what did you think I said? Invent I said... a twin brother. <laughs> No, I mean, it causes probably more problems than it solves if you did okay, invent so an identical twin brother who she fucked first, who she told the lie oh, I see. to win her over. Oh, I see. Oh, no, that is yeah. quite good. Oh, so what you go, you go, I'm sorry, you don't know me. Of course I know you. No, you don't know me. I'm his twin. He's so evil. He's so bad. He's, he's not <laughs> dying. He's a complete bell from him. I'm here to save him. I'm just like the same, but I don't have bum cancer. <laughs> Can you imagine? Let's go, quickly. Don't check your phone. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> we don't need some bags. Get in the car. Get in the boot. <laughs> is anybody close, Ben? Well, I'm going to give Margaret a point for saying tell him. Because this is what dear Deirdre in the Sun says. Uh, she says, truth is bound to come out sooner rather than later. She may suspect already. You know you've got to tell her. I can imagine how hard it is to seize the moment and admit, by the way, I lied to you about dying. So write her an honest letter. Tell you love her and explain why you felt driven to lie in the first place. Admit your deception stems from low self-esteem and that you feel such a fool. Send it with a big bunch of flowers yes. or take her out for dinner and present the letter as soon as you've ordered. And Give the letter when you've just ordered. That's a cheap trick. <laughs> so I she has done to it. Make sure she, she make sure she orders something she, she really eat. likes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so oh, calamari. <laughs> All right then. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope she will understand and forgive you, but be prepared for fireworks if she doesn't. After all, no one likes being deceived, especially about something so serious. So now you've learnt how a real agony aunt does it. Let's see you deal with some problems from tonight's audience. So is Rose here? Yeah. Rose with the sex party. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rose's problem is you're in a sex party with your partner. Two tables from you is someone from the office where you work who makes eye contact... What should you do in that situation? What, do they have tables at sex parties? <laughs> <laughs> you can do it everywhere. So yeah. they've oh, got yeah. chairs, on... sofas, tables, beds. Just furniture. Keep, keep just talking. Furniture. Just keep talking. So, Love it. so, Margaret, you definitely have never been to a sex party. How rude. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Is anybody, Michael, have you been to a sex party? I didn't want to go. Ah. And nothing happened. I was forced to go. And I didn't enjoy myself. I didn't, in fact, I didn't enjoy anyone. I didn't enjoy anything. And after about 10 minutes, I left because I realised 
I'm a, turns out I'm a party pooper when it comes to stuff There's like that. There's a special room for that, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to go on a table. Rose, these work colleagues, are they attractive? Yes. Where's the problem? What's the, is it your boss? Not boss, but senior. Your senior. Yeah, this is where it gets difficult, I think, because even if they were your senior or your junior and that tends to be how it works, yeah. then it does just make it... <laughs> it does make it a bit more complicated. I wouldn't, because I have snogged someone that I worked with once, and it was appallingly awkward. Yeah, hang on, no, it just depends where you work. Like, if you work at a seminary, or... <laughs> Are you a priest? <laughs> what sort of a place do you work? In an open space office. Open space? <laughs> was the sex party, was it like... Eyes wide shut, and everybody's really beautiful, and they have masks on. Or was it like, um, like a, was it like a, <laughs> was it like a barbecue in a garage? What's a like quick fit? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in boiler suits, gone. Oh no, there's nothing we could do about that. No. I mean that sounds quite hot. <laughs> was it a sexy party? It was a sexy party. It's a sex party and they're sexy people. It's just whether you then want to go into work the next day. Oh, quit your job, yeah. Fuck them all. (laughs) Would you get to swap or do you do them all? I don't know how it works. You are very, very into this, aren't you? I think it's quite fun to the idea of Are you allowed to fuck someone to death? (laughs) That is a deal breaker. But not if they're senior at your work. You can't fuck, fuck them to death. No, but then there's an and opening. You get a there's a vacancy. Come on, <laughs> fuck them to death. Get the promotion. This is, yeah, sorted. Well, have you ever been to a sex party? I've never been to a sex party. But I, is it like? I have a question. Is it a bit like dressing up as a bee? Like, so <laughs> you put on a costume, say like Elvis or a tomato, and you're like, hey, I look like a bee or Elvis. I look, but for about fifteen, maybe five minutes, you're going da da da. I am a bee. And then you've got to look at your watch and you're still dressed as a bee and you've got to go to the toilet and maybe walk around a bit. Like sex party, you go in and you're like, hey, sex party, little, some older sex. Oh, so just have a sit on the corner of the couch and have some peanuts. <laughs> and some a peanuts. Fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, isn't it actually weirdly kind of banal? No? Anal, just anal. Oh, it's that as well. I mean, I Sorry, think if you're the sort of come... person who goes to a party and sits down and eats some peanuts, sex parties probably aren't for you. No, that's true. They're not for me. They're... So judgmental. That's Daniel. why I left. No snacks. No snacks? <laughs> I think, genuine response now, I think when reality touches fantasy, it does, Ooh. it makes it a bit rubbish and banal. And if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to have to queue behind him at the... Photocopy. The tuck shop. They have those. They have tuck shops, right? It's been a while since I've had a proper job, but I do remember a tuck shop. Yeah. Then that ruins everything. So you you and Dan must have discussed what other couple in comedy you would do a swap Sure. Yeah. And who is it? The Crankies. (laughs) Of course it is. Of course it is. Michael, Caroline, advice for Rose. Um... Go for it. Why, why would you not? And then on Monday, you could just go do anything fun at the weekend, and then you'd both know, you know? Yeah. I think if you're at the sex party, then nothing matters. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes, See, exactly. At the, at the party, and then afterwards, when you're asking for a raise... Do it. Just climb on board. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing someone's asshole is a great leveller, isn't it? Why are you a 
assuming Rose isn't in the position of power. She told us, we asked her, are they... Because I was listening. Rose, has anybody given you good advice? Yes. Encouragement. Yeah. Thank you, Rose. So let's check the scores. Producer Ben? Michael and Caroline have five. Margaret and Will have five. some questions the internet just can't answer like why doesn't daddy love me <laughs> in these instances we need to ask the expert ask 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 yeah. in this round the panel will have to work out what an expert would do using only their imaginations and things half remembered from Johnny Bull Reveals All so let's welcome today's trained professional it's firefighter Lee Pickett <laughs> Thank you. There you go, Lee. Now, the first thing I want to ask is, what watch are you on? Green watch. Ooh. <laughs> Danielle is undersexed at the moment, so just be careful. Danielle's literally gone pink. <laughs> she keeps rubbing her knee up against mine. <laughs> and mine. It's. Uh... <laughs> what does green watch mean? <laughs> It's not nothing. Just there's four watches: red, blue, white, They're just... and green. There's no firefighters in tonight, is there? See what you can make up. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, mate. <laughs> Someone pretend to be a firefighter. We need the truth. Um, right, panel. In a moment, you're going to have to second guess what advice Lee would give in some smoking hot scenarios. Ben wrote that bit. I'd never do a pun like that. But but before that, you've got a chance to get to know him a bit better by asking him some questions. So. Fire them at him. How much of your time is spent between putting out fires, admin, and photographing semi-naked charity calendars? (laughs) (laughs) Would that be a third each, really? No, no, no. no. We've got um, 85% of time doing prevention. Okay. 10% response. And 5% doing fuck all. <laughs> calendars. 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 <laughs> Does that add up to 100? Yeah. Yeah, you were lucky. Do you, get, do you get whole weeks without a fire? Depends where you are. In London? No. <laughs> where are you? I'm an Essex boy. So do you go whole week without a fire? He does, he look. Yeah. He's never even been to a fucking fire. <laughs> experts. Been to we're one. sick of experts. <laughs> are you a full-time fireman? I am. Is that unusual? I don't think... It, I'm not a fireman. I know it's not. It, it's <laughs> no, 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 but lots of firemen are... Um, <laughs> fire, fire you'll, you'll, have, you'll have Danny fire Cotton, the chief commissioner of London. Doc Cotton is the chief commissioner. No, yeah. <laughs> There's this whole... We're not called firefighters. 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 Fire supervisors. Do you go like this when a woman joins your watch? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you got a woman on your watch? Yes. Is it a naked woman on a watch? <laughs> <laughs> How many people on your green watch? Seven. Seven. How many women? One. Is she naked? <laughs> Slightly expendable. Are you? Um, do you are leave you her at the, the back? Do you put or her at the front? Do you do the other bits? Hose. Hose is the other bit. Are you bit. pump ladder? I'm the boss. You're the boss. <gasps> Ooh, that's why he's never been to a fire. He organises the others. <laughs> Caroline, they don't organise fires. <laughs> Do you miss Wellifant? What? <laughs> Wellifant? What are you calling him? <laughs> you know, Kenneth Branagh, the Scandinavian series. Wellifant. Oh, he's such a sad elephant, but he gets the job done. Wellifant. Wellifant. 
You had to bring him up, didn't you? Yeah. What is it? Is it the ghost of Fireman Pass? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? He was, was a mascot and he was um, nationally known. You showing your age. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. I was going to say. She's older than me. Fuck She's you, Danielle. <laughs> I'm moisturised. Everybody on this panel is older than me. Do you remember Wellifant? Never heard of him. Because fires were so normal in Northern Ireland. <laughs> and we had other fire mascots <laughs> or popes um, to deal with as a child. I do have a question for you. Do you ever take your work home with you? Yeah, actually, because you know how builders don't do work at home? They don't fix anything. Yeah. Is it the same with you? You see a fire go in your house, you're like, yeah, I'm off. Fuck off. <laughs> do you leave your house when the tumble dryer's on? No. You really don't. Who does no, that? I don't oh, either. you mustn't. Hands up who leaves things Tell us on about when they go Tell out. us about that. I have done it. Well, yeah, I took the back off don't. my tumble dryer. I took the back off it. The whole of the tumble dryer is full of fluff. Flammable fluff. The yeah, tumble dryer's yeah, really terrifying. Are you allowed what? to leave you'd the be, slow cooker on? You'd be staggered how many fires I've been to that involve fridge freezers, really? washing machines. Oh, God. I don't have any of these things. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine then, Michael. You have to be Do careful. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get to carry ladies with no knickers on? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> the last two... Huh? She was 84. <laughs> and she wasn't wearing any knickers? And she shit on my shoulder. No, she <laughs> She was naked. She was very scared, but she was... Yeah. I'd be scared if I shot on oh. your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'd take it well at all. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. I love, that. I love the idea that she was fine in the fire. What <laughs> didn't bother her, but getting on his shoulder. She shot <laughs> It's good luck. Um, <laughs> Lee, I used to work at Paddington Fire Station. I don't know if you know their guys. Great guys. Um, <laughs> my station manager told me that once he went to a fire and a man had melted into his own chair and it was just man and chair as one waxy... Is that true? Can that happen? Because yeah, it's a great two story. two can become one. Is that what that song's about? <laughs> <laughs> so the human body can act like a wick. What? Two and the man become yes, one. Yes, because of the oils and fats in yeah, your body. Yeah, so if it's a slow... Smouldering. Are we talking about the sex no. party again? <laughs> Here's the first scenario we put to Lee. Lee and his team are called out to a ferocious house fire. When they arrive, the owner is standing outside. He explains that there's no one else in the building, but he's desperate to rescue his priceless collection of vintage spoons inside. The team enter and discover that the room containing the spoons is closed and smoke is being sucked back and forth under a very hot door. Lee suspects what's going on in the room would cause a backdraft. What would he do in this situation? Definitely fast forward to the end of backdraft <laughs> and do what they do. Surely the first You're thing you gonna... do is you go, I'm not going into a building to rescue some fucking spoons. <laughs> yeah, tell him Maybe. to get some insurance really quickly. Maybe without saying fucking. I bet you do. You would, you should. He's not a poor man. He's fucking set his house on fucking fire. He collects fucking spoons. I don't think. I don't think. Please, that's it's aggressive to building. that poor man. A whole building just for some fucking spoons. There's a housing crisis. <laughs> I don't think the spoons are the important issue. I think it's the backdraft that's the important issue and whether or not he's going to risk his life no matter what. Well, we all know what happened in backdraft. You put your hand on the door, feel if it's warm. Yeah. You touch the hand and go, oh, yeah. 
The camera yeah. comes round. Like, <laughs> then the, the music right. starts, yeah. and then the rookie goes and oh, opens the door. <laughs> no! He's, yeah, yeah, he dies. The guy's got like one week until he retires. He's like, I'll go in and get him. Uh, he goes in. He fucking dies. And then someone has sex in the back of the van. Is it a van? Tender. Fire engine. Something like that. Michael, have you ever seen a fire? Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't your mum seen a great fire? The great fire? <laughs> <laughs> How old do you think my mum is? She yeah, there she was in Pudding Lane. <laughs> didn't your, didn't your mum see a fire? Wasn't your mum's neighbour on fire? Is this? Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, well, what happened was, right, there was a house on fire and you guys, you and your friends, came along and you put the fire out, but unfortunately it was too late for the elderly woman who lived there and she was very badly burnt and she was taken out on a stretcher and my mum happened to be walking up the street as she was being led out on the stretcher and some was stopping pedestrians from walking any further, obviously to get this woman into the ambulance. And as the stretcher went past my mum, the old, completely charred woman... I just went back, just opened her eyes and stared at my mum went, <laughs> My parents now own that house. <laughs> she wanted us to have it. <laughs> Telling her eyes. <laughs> the last thing she said was, Aah! and that's, that's a contract in Northern Ireland. Well, if you insist. <laughs> so she, that lady died? No, she's actually a model now. She, yeah, she died. It's just, when you said, you saw a great fire, didn't you? Yes, a woman died. Um, and the house burned down and then they bought it. No, well, the house didn't burn down. It just burnt enough that, one, that woman of- couldn't live there anymore <laughs> or anywhere. <laughs> Still... Half price cremation. <laughs> Lee, what, what would you do in this situation? We have to kind of look at if we left it, if we're going to say fuck off, we're not going in there, what happens to that fire? Oh, okay, yeah. We would kind of consider it being in there, but it wouldn't be the first thing we looked for. What do you do if you think there's a backdraft? So, within a, a backdraft situation, it's a fire that's been burning in a compartment for a period of time. There's three elements there's heat, fuel, oxygen. And when the fire's been burning, the fuel's been burning, the oxygen depletes in a, in a confined space mm-hmm. and it's choking itself and it decays and it falls to sleep. Oh, but then that's so when peaceful. it's dangerous. Don't wake <clears> a sleeping <throat> fire, yes. that's what they say. So then you've got, the, you've got a situation where if you open a door, open a window, whatever, that compartment, the air comes back in and it rebalances that scientific triangle of fire and that's when your explosion occurs and it's a fireball. Um, I feel you, a bit scared. I don't know about you. I genuinely do. So we have to carefully... And turned on as well. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Consider opening the door very ever so slightly yeah. and pulsing some cold water into the ceiling area and shutting the door again and allowing that to... Allowing um, the spoons to, turn to, to float ex- out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, that's what London Fire Brigade do. They wash everything down the road. But don't <laughs> tell them I said that. <laughs> Um, and then, yes, yeah, so you, you c- continue to keep applying water in short bursts with the door closed until you hear the, the environment Screams change. Screams of the spoons. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you just left it then with no oxygen, 
It would eventually, yeah. Yes, yeah, so you have to do something. You have to put it out. But you don't have to get the spoons, guys. Don't worry about the spoons if you're in that situation. <laughs> well, I hope you've learned something there, mate. <laughs> Caroline's been really informative. Here's scenario number two. Control gets a 999 call from a man who says he's locked himself out of his house and is worried that he's left the oven on inside. Though suspicious that this might just be a crank call from someone who doesn't want to pay for a locksmith, leaves him go anyway. On arrival, they find a man dressed in a black and white stripy shirt, a black eye mask and holding a bag with the word swag written on the side. The man says he was just heading out to a fancy dress party dressed as Hamburglar, but has no ID to back him up. What would Lee do in this situation? Would you ask him to describe something in the flat, see if oh, it married that's up? That's a good idea. Yeah, I don't know. If I was Lee, I would go in, check the oven, turn the oven off, and then come out and not let him back in. Because that's best yeah, of both worlds. No, but you've broke, yeah. you've had to break yeah. the door down, so now the house is no. You don't no really have to break the door down. I know this. Oh, you've got a You don't need to. No, but um, yeah, you can sort of get in and credit card. A lot of the time, you yeah Wedges. fix it so people would never know that you've been in. Really, Margaret's yeah, other this life. happened recently. I made you broke a fire fight to do this to the flat above quite recently for proper reasons. Well, what were the reasons? No sexy reasons. Sexy, <laughs> sexy reasons. You wanted no, quite change. boring reasons. It was flooding into our bathroom. Water's not no fire. One... No, it. <laughs> Water's not fire. But why did the firefighters say they'd come? Because it to might cause an electrical. Because oh, it was spice. coming through the. Can I ask the... you a question? Yeah, go on. So you dialed nine nine nine. No. Oh, of course you didn't. I didn't. I rang the council, okay. and the council said. Yeah, okay. We're going to send some okay. fire people. But you knew the firefighters might be I didn't, coming. I didn't. I, didn't. I was going to ask you. But if they you turned start. up, and I was incredibly apologetic and a bit tearful. My question was: Did you put makeup on? on <laughs> did you a take bit, your knickers bit, off? Yeah, <laughs> took my knickers off. Sure. I mean, I live. I've and still I, got them. And I live on a ground floor flat, <laughs> but I, it was worth it, isn't it? <laughs> took everything off. Do you get many people ringing up? <laughs> Pretending that they've left the oven on when they've just locked themselves out of the house. Often. Really? really? Yeah. Do you get people just wanting company? That has happened. Oh. It's going to happen again soon, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, what would you do really in this hot. situation? On the head. You would yeah. ask them to describe something in there. It's okay. really clever, Will. Ask them for some identification that has their name, address, photo. Right. Where do I find your identification? What, at what point there? do you leave them? Do you see if they settle down, know how to work the skybox? No, gem, or... gem, gem. <laughs> <laughs> they if they the don't know how to work those remote controls, they don't belong in that yeah, house. You are the common answer is, oh, I didn't leave the oven on. Really? That's that what must be really I, like, I have yeah. a quick question. Isn't an oven supposed to get hot? <laughs> Leaving an oven on, how bad a thing is that? Yeah, not as bad as the tumble dryer, right? Right, okay, because the oven is designed to... Um, Depends no. what's inside it, does it? I've got points to that from Yeah, if there's a fire in that, yeah. the oven's only keeping it hotter. No, no, no. Fire is yummy, yeah. though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have one every day for lunch. What's the optimum length of time to cook a fire? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry, Lee. I'll make it up to you. Before we hit the final round, what are the scores, producer Ben? Excitingly, Michael and Caroline have five. Oh, no. Margaret and Will have six. Yeah! It's time to do the wrong thing. In this round, 
round. I want the panelists to tell me what is the wrongest thing to do in any situation. The winner gets a lemon for their scurvy. <laughs> the round ends when we hear producer Ben's tugboat entering the harbour. <laughs> you find a talking horse, but the only thing she can say is properly erotic filth. What is the wrong thing to do? Fuck it in its dirty mouth. <laughs> Your mum has bought you and her tickets to see a Peter K tribute act. What is the wrong thing to do? Go to it! You discover you can suck yourself off. What is the wrong thing to do? Cure hiccups. <laughs> suck yourself off. Who wants to suck yourself off? I've already sucked myself off. That's how I became a woman. <laughs> yeah, it broke off. Michael, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want to suck yourself off? Oh, God... It would look weird. It, it would look weird. It's going to be horrible. I don't think I'd be good at it. <laughs> Someone else do it. Every time you eat an egg, you poop a Bitcoin. What's the wrong thing to do? Are Bitcoins good or evil? Oh. What are they? Oh, no one I mean... <laughs> no one really knows this, this the eternal like a... question. What <laughs> is a Bitcoin? This is like, is You've this derailed a... <laughs> the wrong thing. Is this about chocolate money? <laughs> Whenever you click your fingers, one of the Queen's children is teleported to your current location. Get yourself into a fire and click your fingers. <laughs> See, what if it's Anne? Oh. Click them again. <laughs> yeah, how do you get rid of them? It would be good to keep doing it and see if she's got any more yeah. that she hasn't yes, been that she didn't about. know of. Yeah. Or, and if you kept going, then would they get the grandchildren? There yeah. could be some surprises then, couldn't there? What? Where's Harry? Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you kept going, would it go then from her descendants to her forerunners? Is that? What you <laughs> <laughs> would you let you end up with the Ancestors. corpse of Danny Dyer? Um, <laughs> You should. And I take back fire. Do skydiving. But you're the only one with a fucking parachute. Yeah. <laughs> Your Highness. <laughs> I bet you that would cure the hiccups, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> fucking hell. There we go. show in the words of Ferris Bueller. Hi, this is Ferris Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Ben, what are the final scores? Uh, Michael and Caroline have nine. Wow. Margaret and Will have nine. Yay! Well done, everyone. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Will Andrews, Margaret Cable Smith, Michael Lake, expert guest Lee Pickett and me, Danielle Wall. I divide it. Producer Ben Walker. Martin White for the music. Thanks to the Phoenix for having us. And to Bryn Reese Davis and Josh Grant for helping out. Do the right thing as a post production for the internet. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.